than 20 years. Someone starts something, others join in, and then everything starts to shift into more clarity, more resilience, more goodwill, and more pride. Libraries find their way into the digital age. Schools improve. People actually sit and eat ice cream on the benches, eerily empty for years. I've seen the power of positive proximity firsthand in hundreds of towns, such as Lowell, Massachusetts, hit with the twin degradations of industrial downturns and a crack epidemic in the 1990s. I saw it in Winston-Salem, North Carolina, where, after the R.J. Reynolds Tobacco Company left the state in 1995, the promoters of my near-empty concert were vowing that they would revive the city through the arts. Good luck with that, I thought. They did have very good luck with that. I didn't understand the power of the positive proximity I had witnessed until I was having dinner at my friend Kate's house in Charlottesville, Virginia. Her husband, Hal Movius, who writes books about conflict resolution, filled my wine glass and asked, What do you think determines the relationships we'll have in our towns? Hal loves to pour through Harvard studies and explain them to dinner guests. I said, Values. No. Politics? No again. Hobbies? Wrong. Hal said, proximity, that's all. I disagreed. Into my mind came full-blown images, provided by news headlines, of neighbors fighting over parking spaces and fallen tree branches. I'd just heard the story of a company that could identify DNA in dog poop so people could know the genetic fingerprint, as it were, of the anonymous offenses in their courtyards. Early clients were co-op associations. But then I realized with a jolt the study Hal was referring to was right. When people transcend the myth that proximity means conflict and invasion of privacy, they gravitate towards finding ways to integrate the talents and skills of their community members. Not only that, after people discover each other in the commons of town, more connections are made, and the next thing you know, you're Lowell, Massachusetts, that small city that had a terrible drug problem but now has five museums, a popular minor league stadium and team, and a free concert series that attracts thousands of families every summer. I see towns and cities as being like people who build some framework of identity that allows them to assert themselves, do good work, and know where they stand. I find myself almost befriending them, wanting to introduce them to each other. Peoria, Illinois, have you met Cedar Rapids, Iowa? Seattle, Washington, you have some interesting things in common with Asheville, North Carolina. Gardner, Maine, I think Dover, New Hampshire, could provide some helpful insights as you continue the winning streak you're on with your downtown. Over time, I have detected certain simple patterns that facilitate positive proximity. This book lays out three essential categories for building and growing it. First, there are spaces, indoors and out, that naturally maximize the number of good interactions in a town. Generally, these spaces have some individual character while still being open enough to accommodate the desires and interests of diverse citizens. Second, there are projects that build a town's identity, socially, culturally, and or historically, helping them become themselves. These projects bring out the advantages of proximity by attracting the passions and skill sets of people who are like-minded in some ways but very different in others, cross-pollinating abilities and personalities. Citizens tend to see past their partisanship and biases when they're trying to accomplish something they can't do alone, such as plant a community garden or start a riverfront music series. These projects remind us, whether we're building the scaffolding, installing the floor joists, 
or attending events in the finished barn, that collective pursuits are achievable. Creating or discovering a town's identity can be the ongoing proof that positive proximity exists. You can feel it in the air. Third, there is the abstract quality that I call translation. Translation is essential for positive proximity to take root and grow. Translation is all the acts of communication that open up a town to itself and to the world. Translation includes a tacit commitment to facilitating all the variegated voices and personalities in our towns. Whether it's the shy math whiz student who has an uncanny technique for explaining algebra to struggling students, the eccentric obsessed with cleaning up the local cemetery, the commuting banker dad who wants to learn how to coach seven-year-olds in soccer, benevolent dictatorship all the way, the neurotic though brilliant lawyer who steps in to talk her town through a zoning issue, translation is the ability of a place to incorporate every willing.